From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me. Folk singer Joe Jenks has performed all around the world, sometimes on the road as many as 300 days out of the year. And like so many others, his world has been completely turned upside down this year. But he uses his music to get through the hard times. You know, music is one of the most powerful tools that I have to transcend some of those difficult moments, some of the moments of struggle or misunderstanding or places where people just need to be educated in a way that they can receive. We talk folk music, social activism, and we'll hear a live performance from Joe Jenks recorded here in Studio A. That's all coming up right after the news on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt, your host, and we have a great episode for you this hour with music performed live in Studio A by folk singer Joe Jenks. He currently calls DeKalb his home, but he's toured and played all around the world, sometimes on the road as many as 300 days out of the year. We'll talk with Joe this hour about the challenges brought on by this year and how he's adapting to these turbulent times. But first, let's start things off with one of his songs performed live in WNIJ's Studio A. This is Let It Rain. I'll be wishing you well 
from wherever I happen to be. Let it rain, oh, let it rain. Let the waters of love wash away all the pain. Let the hope of redemption be all that remains. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Let it rain, oh, let it rain. Let the waters of love wash away all the pain. Let the hope of redemption be all that remains. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. My name is Joe Jenks, and I'm a touring singer-songwriter. I've spent the last 22 years traveling all over the U.S. and Canada and parts of Western Europe and a little bit in the Caribbean. And uh, obviously all of that has come to a grinding halt. And uh, I now mostly tour from a studio in my basement and occasionally go to uh, radio stations or venues around the country that are doing uh, broadcast concerts with no audience. So it's been a pretty wild paradigm shift. But... Uh, up until COVID-19, uh, yeah, I was touring internationally and uh, on the road sometimes as much as 300 days a year, mostly on the folk circuit and the roots, Americana circuits. And uh, yeah, it's... So uh, you're someone who really makes your living touring. Yeah, I have for over two decades, really just been a total road dog and made a full-time living at music. And, uh, um, you know, it's obviously, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a brave new world for working musicians now, but, yeah. um, you know, I, I, um, I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, uh, and then I went to Millican University down in Decatur, Illinois, got a, a degree in music performance from okay. uh, the conservatory there. And then I moved to Seattle, was out there for a long time, and launched my national touring career from Seattle. Great and, music uh, city. Yeah, great, great music city. Of course, Chicago is, too. Uh, I, re I think I just didn't really appreciate what Chicago had to offer. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Illinois, I wanted to get as far away from home as I could get and still stay in the contiguous 48. And uh, so it was, it was going to be the left coast or the right coast, but I was <laughs> going somewhere. And uh, I ended up in Seattle. And it was, it was a great place as a young working musician to really hone my skills. You know, it was sort of graduate school of the streets, you know, playing in clubs out there and getting to know some really, really gifted musicians who'd been doing it for a lifetime. And I would mm -hmm. sort of sit cross-legged at their feet, as it were, and just sort of learn from these extraordinarily talented players who had not just musical skill, but life knowledge and understanding of the business of music. And, um, you know, so that was, that was a good proving ground for me. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. That was folk singer-songwriter Joe Jenks, with a little bit on his background and life as a touring musician in the era of COVID-19. We had a great talk with Joe. We'll hear more of this hour, including a story about how he met and befriended the legendary Pete Seeger, who was the inspiration for this next song. From Joe Jenks' 2017 album, Poets, Philosophers, Workers, and Wanderers, this is Let Me Sing You a Song. This is a song that I wrote on the morning that Pete Seeger passed away. I was lucky enough to call him both a mentor and a friend. And um, the morning that he passed away, I went and read his testimony from 1955 before the House Un-American Activities Committee. And this song was sort of lifted out of some of his ideas from that testimony. It's called Let Me Sing You a Song. Asked me here to tell you about my neighbors and my friends To talk about the who and what, the where and how and when But I won't give you anything you don't already know But if you'd like I'll sing that list of songs before I go Let me sing you a song 
about the people that I love The poets and philosophers The workers and the wanderers The ones who walk the picket lines Who dare to stand and fight And the ones who hold their babies close And rock them through the night You say it's un-American to do the things I do But I sing for justice, liberty, and civil rights, it's true But I say it's un-American to ask me how I vote How I pray, oh, what I believe But here's a song I wrote Let me sing you a song about the people that I love The poets and philosophers The workers and the wanderers The ones who walk the picket lines Who dare to stand and fight And the ones who hold their babies close And rock them through the night If I had a hammer I'd have her in the brothers and my sisters all over this land. If you want to send me to prison, I guess that's the way it'll be. Cause I won't give you fodder for your paranoid machine. If the price of my silence is shackled, well then feathers take me away For I will live to sing again Rise with a brand new day Let me sing you a song About the people that I love The poets and philosophers The workers and the wanderers Ones who walk the picket lines, who dare to stand and fight, and the ones who hold their babies close and rock them through the night. Let me sing you a song about the people that I love, the poets and philosophers, the workers and the wanderers. Ones who walk the picket lines Who dare to stand and fight And the ones who hold their babies close And rock them through the night Yes, the ones who hold their babies close And rock them through the night I guess it was 1998 that I met Pete for the first time in Seattle but it was in a large group setting. Um, and then in, in 2001, I was on a retreat um, with a, an organization called the People's Music Network. Um, and I ended up having a two-hour, three-hour conversation with Pete Seeger, uh, just the two of us one afternoon. And it was extraordinary that he gave me that kind of time, and I had a lot of questions, and I was asking him about his history. He uh, volunteered for military service, and uh, I was curious why somebody who I thought of as a pacifist would volunteer for military service. Uh, and he gave me a lot of backstory, but he, one of the things that he really pointed out, and he was, he was vehement about this, he said, I'm not a pacifist. I'm an advocate of nonviolent forms of societal transformation. I'm an advocate of nonviolent resistance to systems of oppression, but I'm not a pacifist. Mm -hmm. I am very much a person who is getting involved and trying to get things done, and you have to understand the distinction between nonviolence and pacifism. That sent me on a whole 
you know, several years of inquiry and reading and looking from Tolstoy to Mohandas Gandhi to Martin Luther King or Stephen Biko in South Africa, Nelson Mandela, and, you know, really tracing some of these movements, Mother Jones and some of the labor actions in this country, the Wobblies, uh, the industrial workers of the world. You know, there's, there's so many different manifestations of people trying to organize in one place or another around the world mm-hmm. to make a difference and to do so through nonviolent means. Right. Um, and in almost all of those movements, music has been an integral part. The singing movements are the ones that you know really have power, and that's why uh, when Martin Luther King, when Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King was traveling, he would almost always have the freedom singers going in advance of where he was. Uh, because they would get a room full of people singing and connected to, like, out of their head and into their heart, mm-hmm. you know, because we all have gatekeepers in our head. We all have um, resistance to certain ideas or ways in which we intellectualize something to avoid feeling it. Right. But we don't really change until we have to feel the weight of something. And a lot of us run to our head rather than have to feel the depth of something that's going on. And so King would send musicians out in front of him, Betty Mae Fikes and Jimmy Collier and all kinds of folks, because it would open people's hearts so that by the time he arrived at a, at a church or a venue or a, a demonstration or a march or something, you know, people were kind of ready to receive the words that he had to give. And uh, he was incredibly smart in that way. Um, and so I, I, yeah, at each stage of my life, it seems like there have been mentors that have shown up to, to give me the next little bit of information I needed to keep going. And yeah. in 2001, 2002, 2003, I, I had several years of connecting with Pete Seeger on a regular basis. And we stayed in touch uh, until, basically until he passed. Folk singer-songwriter Joe Jenks is joining us on sessions from Studio A this hour. After the break, we'll talk more on social justice, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and the different meanings of folk music. Don't forget to check out WNIJ.org for behind-the-scenes video from tonight's performance. You can also find more info and recordings from Joe Jenks on JoeJenks.com. That's J-E-N-C-K-S dot com. Including his latest album on there, Poets, Philosophers, Workers, and Wanderers. We'll be right back with more music on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring folk artist Joe Jenks this hour. Before the break, we heard from Joe about how Pete Seeger influenced his passion for social justice and nonviolent protest. This next song was inspired by another civil rights hero. This one is called Martin. In 2015, I was, uh, I was really blessed to be able to be in Selma, Alabama for the 50th anniversary, the celebration of the crossing of the Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, Congressman John Lewis and Reverend C.T. Vivian led a march across that bridge. Uh, and of course, we've recently lost both of them. And um, I was privileged to have a couple hours of personal conversation with Reverend C.T. Vivian that weekend. And um, the song emerged out of that and out of uh, other thoughts that I was having over a couple of years on the, couple of years later on the 50th anniversary of uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's assassination. The song is called simply Martin. <laughs> Born in the city of Atlanta Just another preacher's kid singing in the choir This kid had a vision, reached for something higher Six years old when segregation put him in his place Started school and lost his childhood friends Questioning the order of society and faith Many deeper truths which one cannot escape Martin, 
king Keep holding on to what you know is true Living out the teachings Continuing to sing Martin of Martin Luther King For Gertie Washington High School was the place He began to raise his voice On poverty and race Headed off to Morehouse A fifteen-year-old sage Chasing dreams of dignity Beyond his youthful age Martin Oh, Martin Luther King Keep speaking up for what you know is true Living out the teachings Continuing to sing Martin, oh, Martin Luther King Studying the sacred word Challenged him to grow He headed for Montgomery Toward a fate he could not know City buses, boycotts, peaceful marches in the street A bomb thrown through a window crowd of thorns laid at his feet Albany to Birmingham, St. Augustine to Selma Boston, New York City Chicago and D.C. Carrying the burden and the banner of equality to 1968, April 4th, Memphis, Tennessee. Martin, oh Martin Luther King, we will speak for what we know is true. Living out the teachings, continuing to sing Martin, oh Martin Luther King Martin, oh Martin Luther King We will speak for what we know is true Living out your teachings, continuing to sing Martin, oh Martin Luther King Living out your teachings Continuing to sing Martin, oh Martin Luther King Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King That was Martin by Joe Jenks performed live in WNIJ's Studio A. During his time living in Rockford as a teen, Joe had an incredible and life-changing experience, performing as the only white member of the community's black theater ensemble. Let's hear that story now from Joe. I was lucky enough to have a couple of music teachers, one in particular, Dorothy Page Turner in Rockford, who's a very gifted jazz vocalist and music educator. And Dorothy really took me under her wing, both as a child and then in my teen years. Uh, And she got me in the Black Theater Ensemble in Rockford. I was the only Caucasian member of the ensemble. And at times that was extraordinarily difficult because the role that I needed to play was that of slave driver, slave owner, slave auctioneer, captain of a slave ship. I mean, you know, it was as a young man who had a head that was leaning toward social justice and activism, I don't think there could have been a better experience as a musician than to be a student underneath a teacher who was so aware of the injustices throughout history and different movements that had come out of trying to correct those injustices. And uh, so it was it was a very powerful moment uh, when after one particular rehearsal, I just, yeah, I had been a slave auctioneer in that particular scene and the whole idea of selling another human being Uh, was just devastating to me. And the reality of what that meant came true as we rehearsed this this play that we were putting together called Freedom Journey. And and I just sort of, I sat on the edge of the stage and broke down in tears. And Dorothy came over and she placed her hand on my heart. And one by one, members of the ensemble came over and would place a hand on my shoulder, 
you know, on my back. And then Dorothy just looked me squarely in the eye and said, we have asked you to take on a very difficult role in order to shine light on a part of history that needs to be illuminated. But make no mistake, everybody here sees you for who you are. Nobody here is unclear about who you are as a person separate from what we have asked you to play, this role that we've asked you to play. And I've been coming back to that a lot uh, as we hear so much more about Black Lives Matter, as we hear so much more about this um, powerful renewal of the civil rights movement, and also in the wake of, of uh, you know, uh, the death of uh, Reverend C.T. Vivian and Congressman John Lewis, mm-hmm. uh, two absolute monsters, giants of the civil rights movement and incredibly courageous men. Um, you know, I come back to that idea and I think, how many things would change in the world if more people could receive that message? Like, yeah. nobody here is confused about who you are. You know, you are witnessed. And I... I I don't know. It just seems like, you know, music is one of the most powerful tools that I have um, to transcend some of those difficult moments, some of the moments of struggle or misunderstanding or places where people just need to be educated in a way that they can receive, you know, because you can't you can't just bludgeon people with an idea. You have to present it in a way that's accessible. You have to you have to meet people in the middle, somewhere between where they are and where you hope they will arrive at. And music is such an extraordinary tool for conveying cultural information and perspective and history. And Dorothy Page Turner was one of those music teachers that I had growing up in Rockford that just just planted those seeds and put that tool in my hand in such a powerful way. That's folk singer-songwriter Joe Jenks on Sessions from Studio A with an incredibly moving story about Dorothy Page Turner and performing with Rockford's Black Theater Ensemble. Taking us back to Joe's live performance in Studio A, this next song is inspired by his time in Ireland, where he has dual citizenship. This one's called The Coming of the Years. first came here to wander these mountains, my heart was tattered and sore. Ever the rover and all the world over, no land ever felt like a home. But here in the crags and the bogs and the valleys, I found some measure of ease, where the song of the wind is as sweet to behold as the beautiful rose of Tralee. And it's high up and over the mountains of Kerry that I love so dear. I don't know when I will see you again in the coming of the I have been blessed to live a good life I can count my friends by the score And I have shared meals and moments of kindness God willing, I'll know many more But when the burden I've chosen to shoulder Is more than I can stand I find that my thoughts wander back up to carry that rugged and beautiful land And it's high up And over the mountains of Kerry That I love so dear I don't know when I will see you again In the coming of the years Traveled all of my journeys and sung all of my songs. When I have given the best that I had and righted most of my wrongs, 
Then take me back to the place that I love Let me gaze out over the sea Take me back to the mountains of Kerry And let my spirit run free And it's high up and over the mountains of Kerry That I love so dear I don't know when I will see you again In the coming of the years And it's high up and over the mountains of Kerry That I love so dear I don't know when I will see you again In the coming of the years I don't know when I will see you again in the coming of the years I don't know when but I'll see you again in the coming of the years That was Joe Jenks performing The Coming of the Years live on Sessions from Studio A It's time for a short break but when we return Joe tells us about a special project he's working on involving the Library of Congress and about what folk music means to him. Don't forget to head over to joejanks.com where you can find many more recordings from the singer-songwriter. Stay tuned for more music when Sessions from Studio A returns. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A and our hour with artist Joe Jenks. We'll hear more from our talk with the folk singer-songwriter in just a moment, but first, another one of his live performances here in Studio A. This one's called Song of the Rails. Well, if you have a minute, John, I sure feel like hell. The union vote is coming up and things aren't looking well. No, I'd like to stand up for the things that I believe But it seems that my life's not as simple as it used to be I was born in Tulsa back in 1951 drive a spike before I learned to run In a land of dust and corn the rails spoke a steel truth The men that kept them working were the heroes of my youth for they sang Come diddle little I do I day working for the railway Come diddle little I do I day working for the railway I was a young man and I thought to run away Freight train, it came through our town and I got on one day Rode it down to Gallup and then back to Santa Fe Everywhere I listened I could hear the railway workers singing
have five children and they bring me joy each day. But the bills keep getting higher and I've nothing left to pay. The union says we must strike and stand up, don't you see? But I've just got too damn many people who depend on me. Hey, come diddle little I do I day, working for the railway. Come diddle little I do I day, working for the railway. folk singer and it's this it's this thread of social consciousness of history of being a keeper of the collective memory through the music Mm -hmm. that I think really spoke to me about folk music you know it was one of the places I could turn and hear something other than a love song yeah it's not that I don't write or sing love songs I do but you know somebody asked Pete Seeger once why he didn't write more love songs (laughs) and he (laughs) laughed and said they're all love songs which is why that that song that I wrote about Pete uh, says, you know, uh, let me sing you a song about the people that I love, the poets and philosophers, the workers and the wanderers, the ones who walk the picket lines and dare to stand and fight, the ones who hold their babies close and rock them through the night. Wow. You know, there was just this, this sense for Pete Seeger, and I think for a whole lot of people in that generation of musicians and activists, um, that art is unto itself a revolutionary act, it doesn't need to be about something revolutionary. Creating art, and especially now in a culture with so many mass-produced bits of media and so many, like one person creates it and broadcasts it to hundreds and hundreds of stations. So, mm-hmm. you know, you here are hosting this amazing show that, that, you know, it spotlights local musicians, regional musicians, people touring through. It gives people a perspective in time and place of what's happening here and now. And so many things that are being produced are produced to be um, as available to the broadest common denominator as possible. Mm -hmm. And as an artist, I have to say that it's in the specificity of art in time and place that we find meaning. If you reduce it to uh, the broadest possible accessibility, um, you have narrowed the depth. You can go for breadth or depth, Mm. but you usually can't do both simultaneously. And as an artist, I'm always fascinated by depth. I'm fascinated by a song or a moment that that gives us something very deep in a short period of time about something. And and as a composer, as a songwriter, that's where I've ended up. And, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask about what kind of led you to folk music. Well, you know, I I really um, my sister Jean gave me a Pete Seeger record when I was eight years old, and it really changed the course of my life. Uh, Pete was singing songs from all over the world. And I realized even at that age that music was a vessel that I could sail into global culture and use it to explore the world and to convey ideas and receive information. And uh, music is a tool that allows one to become a bit of a cultural ambassador. Uh, you, You learn new things from other people. You share things with other people. And... um it showed me that there was a huge world out there and I was just desperately eager to be a part of it. 
folk music is the music of the people, but it doesn't necessarily have to be acoustic. I think a lot of the, the social justice oriented rap music that's going on right now, mm-hmm. absolutely folk music, absolutely yeah. the modern equivalent of the bard, of the one who is reflecting what's going on in culture. Uh, and a lot of people would argue with me about that, but if we're going to stick to this idea of the folk singer being, being the one who is a commentator on current events or documenting them or relaying lost histories through, through their art form, uh, I think they're, it's a very big tent. Folk is, is such a nebulous word because it's just music of the people, and when I tour in Europe, I'm not a folk singer over there, I'm world music. Because oh, really? folk singing to them is like, am I wearing lederhosen and, and, you know, like yeah. singing traditional Bavarian music or traditional, no, you, know, you know, Scandinavian <laughs> music or traditional Italian music or music of North Africa. Or, you know, like folk music to them is something that's anchored in a very precise yeah. point in time and culture. And a singer-songwriter from America uh, is to them world music as opposed to folk music. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A where we are featuring folk singer-songwriter Joe Jenks this hour. Even though his touring career was forced to halt this year, Joe has been keeping busy this summer with writing, recording, and also working on an exciting project with the Library of Congress, where he was chosen as part of a small handful of other artists to re-record music from their folk archives. Let's hear a little bit now about that project. Uh, I was approached by the Library of Congress and asked if I would like to participate in uh, a grant-funded program that they had where they, they were inviting about a dozen artists to dig through the folk archives and prepare uh, concerts for broadcast over the summer. So on uh, September 2nd, just before Labor Day, like about a half-an-hour concert uh, will be broadcast through the Library of Congress that I will have you know, research the material and put it all together and, and recorded it over the summer and then it'll be available. And and then permanently part of the Library of Congress folk archives because there's a lot of songs that they don't have good recordings of or that they have no recordings of that are very much a part of our heritage and our musical traditions. So I'm probably going to be focusing uh, pretty much exclusively in that in that short concert on uh, chain gang songs and on labor songs and really looking at, um, you know, the relationship. I think as we look at systems of oppression, we look at the way that, that a lot of working class movements and a lot of liberation movements have unfortunately sometimes been criminalized so that a lot of people have ended up in prison. I think we're seeing that now with the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of other protests to try and address police violence, to try and address uh, really a culture of violence and making mm-hmm. things criminal that specifically target people of color or people who are poor, people who have less ability to push back. And so I thought it was just very timely if I was gonna if I was gonna do something and dig through our national archives of folk music and material yeah. to really focus on songs of liberation that look at this intersection of of, you know, sort of race and classism and, uh, you know, the, the criminal justice system. Take this hammer, hammer and give it to the captain. Take this hammer, hammer and give it to the captain. Take this hammer, hammer and give it to the captain. Tell them I'm gone, Lord, tell them I'm gone. If he asked you, asked you, was I running? If he asked you, asked you, was I running? If he asked you, asked you, was I running? Tell them I was flying, Lord, tell them I was flying. Captain, Captain, this old hammer too heavy. Captain, Captain, this old hammer too heavy. Captain, Captain, this old hammer too heavy. For the likes of man, for the likes of man. Must be the hammer, hammer that killed 
John Henry Must be the hammer Hammer that killed John Henry Must be the hammer Hammer that killed John Henry But it won't kill me No, it won't kill me This old hammer Hammer shine like silver This old hammer Hammer shine like silver This old hammer Hammer shine like silver But it rings like gold Lord, it rings like gold Don't you make me wear Wear these old cold shackles Don't you make me wear Wear these old cold shackles Don't you make me wear Wear these old cold shackles Cause they wound my soul Lord, they wound my soul I'm coming to that Jordan water Lord, I'm coming to that Jordan water Lord, I'm coming to that Jordan water Don't you let me drown Don't you let me drown Take this hammer Hammer and give it to the captain Take this hammer, hammer and give it to the captain. Take this hammer, hammer and give it to the captain. Tell them I'm gone, Lord, tell them I'm gone. Tell them I'm gone, Lord, tell them I'm gone. Tell them I'm gone, Lord, tell them. I'm gone. That's the song that uh, that I sang in the set that um, comes out of the Library of Congress. And there are various field recordings uh, that the Lomax family did uh, in the 30s uh, throughout Appalachia and throughout the South. And... Uh, there are two different recordings that exist, uh, very early recordings from the 1930s of that song, from which Lead Belly and several other blues artists have created songs, but they, they mostly start with that one verse, the first verse, and then go other places. And I realized that there were all of these other recorded verses, and they required a fair amount of discernment, and occasionally there were, just, there were words that were simply inaudible, like you, you, but as a songwriter, I can I can sort of discern by cadence what something would be, or understand through cultural mediums and through musical mediums to know enough to say, okay, well, you know, if it ends with this sentence and the cadence is like I could hear the cadence of the words, but not all the consonants. Yeah. So uh, I talked to one of the lead um, one of the lead musicologists at the Library of Congress uh, archives. And said, what do I do with these verses that, that there's no transliteration of? And he said, you know, you're a songwriter. Write something that, that is absolutely in the spirit of what's wow. there and use as many of the original words as you can and just, you know, infill the gaps with what, what culturally fits the, the idiom. And so there are some of those verses that are part my writing and part what I could actually hear from the field recordings because it was not clear in places. But the spirit of that song is one of such marvelous defiance. I love the, the fourth verse in that. Uh, it must be the hammer, the hammer that killed John Henry, but it won't kill me, Lord, it won't kill me. And, um, you know, I just, I just thought that was fabulous. So, uh, yeah, more on that as the summer progresses. And um, if people are interested in finding out more about my music, they can reach me through my website, which is joejanks.com. Uh, www.joejenckscom and I'm doing live broadcasts um, through YouTube mostly. Uh, some I have a YouTube channel. The official channel is Joe Jenks Music Official. If you put those four words into YouTube, 
a bunch of things will pop up and uh, you can subscribe to that and keep in touch. You can also subscribe to a newsletter I have that comes out ostensibly once a month, but sometimes it's every three weeks, sometimes it's six weeks between. It just depends on whether I have something to say. But um, yeah, please keep in touch. Uh, uh, as, as touring has sort of evaporated, uh, we're all now finding our way in the dark through various different mediums to uh, stay connected with our fans and with our audience and and keep writing and creating and developing material that that reflects not only where we are but our hopes for the future and uh, i'm so grateful to wnij and and to northern illinois university uh, for you know sponsoring uh, a, just a great npr station here in our community it's uh, it's really great to have this resource in the community. Thanks so much for doing this and being here today. Yeah, Spencer, thank you very much. Thanks for keeping, keeping music alive and on the air. A huge thanks to Joe Jenks for his wonderful performance and words of wisdom here in Studio A this hour. And of course, thanks to you, the listeners, for joining us here on Sessions from Studio A. If you liked what you heard this hour, make sure to visit joejanks.com, where you can find more info about the folk singer-songwriter, as well as albums available for purchase and his newsletter. Be sure to keep an eye out for his special Library of Congress performance, featuring recordings pulled from their folk archives. That's coming early September. Also, head over to wnij.org, where you can find behind-the-scenes video of tonight's performance, along with many other episodes of Sessions from Studio A in our show archive. Are you an artist who would like to be featured on our show? Send us a submission at sessions at niu.edu. We would love to hear from you. Sessions from Studio A is produced on the campus of Northern Illinois University at WNIJ Studios. By yours truly, I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks so much for joining me this hour, and I'll see you next time on Sessions from Studio A. I don't know when I will see you again in the coming.